So in Ephesians chapter 6, Paul writes this, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, and put on the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. In this episode of The Eclectic Monk, I'll talk a little bit about what spiritual warfare is really all about, and then share with you a little musical piece I put together that I think will help bring it to life for you. Stick around. Um, This one could be interesting. I'll be right back. So if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you probably are aware that I am really pretty open and honest and uh, have made a point of sharing how I really feel. I don't pull any punches and I'm not trying to hide behind anything. And and in the spirit of full disclosure, I want to let you know that I haven't had any sleep for... I don't know how many days. I had a um, I had a crown put on my tooth a couple of weeks ago, and the temporary didn't sit very well, and so I've been dealing with uh, severe nerve pain in my whole jaw um, for weeks. I finally had the permanent crown put on a few days ago, and um, and it wasn't adjusted just right so my bites off and so uh I was up again last night uh all night I, I really have not had any sleep in in several days and so it's always interesting when that happens because you know you kind of uh drift in and out in pain and and then um in physical and spiritual anguish <laughs> And what I've found is that a lot of times those are the kind of restless nights that I will wake up the next day with a song in my head. And I have uh, two of them at the end of this podcast uh, that I've kind of pulled together because they actually go together. Uh, Oddly enough, the first song that you'll hear, I woke up with in my head this morning. So I just actually went to the dentist today, got the crown uh, worked on a little bit, uh, came home, uh, took some Motrin, and uh, it's finally eased off. I'm not in pain at the moment, thank you. Uh, and so I recorded this song that I was uh, writing about 5.30 in the morning uh, after I had had no sleep at all. And uh, so it's kind of a uh, autobiographical thing. The other song uh, that it ties into uh, is kind of the same way. I woke up couple of weeks ago, uh, in pain, had had a horrible night's sleep, uh, woke up with that song in my head and uh, threw it together and have not uh, dropped it into the podcast yet because I just wasn't wasn't ready. But now I think I am. 
And I think I understand what these songs are about, because it's really about spiritual warfare. Now, I know there may be people out there who don't believe in spiritual warfare. They don't believe in powers and principalities and rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places, but I do. Uh, I've uh, been to Haiti. I have uh, done street evangelism in downtown Atlanta in Little Five Points. I have done street evangelism uh, in downtown Minneapolis and have experienced uh, many, many uh, spiritual conflicts on the ground and in real life and certainly have experienced them in my own life as I've learned to live with my eyes open. And so I know that our our struggle is not necessarily with people. It's with people who are being influenced by um, powers of a spiritual nature. Now, as I've said many times, and of course, um, I am the eclectic monk, and that certainly uh, connotizes that I'm says that I I am a Jesus follower, so you can't be a a Christian, you can't be a follower of Christ and not believe in satanic influences. If you read the Gospels, you see that Jesus was uh, running up against satanic influences and conflict all the time. Uh, He cast out a lot of demons, uh, and certainly the power structure of the uh, Jewish Sanhedrin of the Pharisees and the scribes was satanic. It was antichrist. It was not of God. It was of something else. It was idolatrous, really. And I think that's what we need to understand about the culture that we're living in right now. It is idolatrous. People are worshiping their stacks of money. People are worshiping the idea of peace and safety. People are worshiping uh, progress or success or comfort, or just, you know, the acquisition of crap. People love things, and they don't even recognize that they've basically pulled God uh, out of their equation completely. Oh, maybe they go to church every now and then, you know, or give lip service to some sort of faith, but You don't see much faith in the world. Jesus even says at one point in the Gospel of Luke, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on the earth? And I know he will, because there is a community of faith. There are faithful people, um, and I'm certainly connected with them and part of that group. But as a whole, our culture has really, really slipped over the edge into uh, this consumer-driven stuff driven, uh, security driven ideology. People are much more comfortable uh, with being secure and safe than they are with walking in faith. Because when you walk in faith, you you put safety on the edge. Uh, Jesus didn't call us to be safe. He called us to go into a a world filled with conflict and people who are against you uh, and proclaim a different way of life, proclaim the good news of the gospel. And so when we do that, we will find that um, we do have conflict. Jesus said, in this world, you'll have tribulation. He said, you know, when they drag you before the magistrate, 
He said, you will be tortured. You will be beaten. You will be killed just as they killed the prophets before you and rejoice when you're persecuted for my name's sake. He says these things over and over and over again. Because the idea of being a follower of Jesus is that you're going to be out of the mainstream. You're going to go against the grain. You're going to do something that's different. And I think in the world that we're in right now, we see that more than ever. So having said all that, and again, I'm, I'm sure I'm rambling because as I told you, I've had no sleep. But having said all that, I think... In the age of COVID, in this world we've been in for the last two years, um, what we have seen and what we are experiencing only truly makes sense if we put it into the context of spiritual conflict. And so if you'll stick with me for just a couple of minutes, I need to go see what my dog is barking at, but uh, I'm going to come back and I'm going to break down for you why I believe that what 2020 and 2021 have really been about is not a virus, but about a spiritual battle. So don't, don't go anywhere. You, you might learn something, even from a, a rambling, sleep-deprived, obstinate old man. Hang on. I'll be right back. All right, so... So before you think I've completely lost my mind, think about this. COVID is a cult. If you think about it, it really has been. I can tell you that from the very beginning, from back in in March of 2020, when, when it all began, I said over and over, this doesn't feel right. This feels like a giant experiment in social engineering. And I still believe that's really part of what we're seeing. I think that's the manifestation of the spiritual battle that's going on, is this this drive to coerce, to change, to um, break down and build back. And, and, And these are the words that that people in the media are actually saying, you know, we're going to we are going to tear it down and build it back better. Build back better. We just passed the build back better bill. Think about those words. What do you have to deconstruct in order to build back? All of this language is very divisive. It's as I, I said recently in a podcast, our country's never been more divided. America's never been more divided. And the world has never looked more divided. I mean, right now, can you imagine what the, the South Africans are going through as they've been basically economically shut down just for being honest? Can you imagine what our friends in Australia are going through in in a brutal totalitarian lockdown where they're literally being beaten in the streets for going outside without a mask on and going further than their allotted distance. I mean, these are crazy things that are going on. This is not normal. This is not usual. This is not okay. And what this is, I believe is demonic. I believe that COVID has been turned into a cult. Now, 
look, I have a very dear friend who, who lost her life because of COVID. Her sister lost her life because of COVID. I have good friends who've been very ill with it. My, my wife had it and was very sick. I'm not a COVID denier at all. It's a real virus. But what I'm saying is that the response to it has been really, really unusual and excessive for a virus that has a 99% recovery rate. For a virus that, for people who are under 65 years old, has a, you know, like a 0.01% death rate. None of it has ever made sense. And yet, here we have this cult of COVID. We have our high priest. We have our talismans with our, our mask. We have our sacraments with our vaccines. We have all of these things. We have these mandates and these these forces pushing against us and driving a wedge deeper and deeper and deeper into the fabric of society. For what purpose? For what purpose? If not to simply destroy, then why? As I look at it, as you look at this, as you see what's going on, I think you have to begin to open your eyes and understand that there's more happening than just a virus. And again, we can agree to disagree. I have no problem with anyone who wants to agree to disagree. I am not here to tell you what to think. I'm not to tell anyone how to react or what to believe. But, but what I believe is that we, for two years now, have been in a pitched spiritual battle with the forces of division and destruction and misinformation, and lies, and deceit, and deflection, and coercion, and corrosion, working to unravel and deconstruct the fabric of the society that we've lived in all our lives, so that it can be rebuilt, and, and, and the goal, according to the World Economic Forum, feel free to go to your interwebs and pull up the Great Reset. Pretty fascinating watch. The goal, of course, is to create a humanist utopia. The problem with the humanist utopian is that it doesn't deal with spiritual reality. Because the only way that the response that we have seen makes sense as if this is it. If the atheist is correct, if there is no God, if there is no spiritual reality, if there is no life eternal, if there is nothing but this, then yes, we should do everything we can to claw, claw scratch, and hold on to every breath. Because once the last breath is breathed, it's all over, folks. But that's not what Jesus followers believe. That's not what I believe at all. 
For Jesus has told me that he's going to prepare a place for me, that where he is, I may be also. He's told me that if I will believe and receive his spirit, that I will have eternal life. He has promised me that he has overcome the world and therefore I can trust in him even as the world is crushing me to know that as my life blood is drained, as my last breath from this planet goes out, that is a release into paradise and to an eternal life that we can't begin to understand. And so, I've never been afraid of COVID. Not for a second. If, if I get COVID tomorrow and I am dead in a week, have a party. I'm really, I'm really not worried about that. I also believe that if you want to avoid COVID, that your best bet is to do things that are very good for your immune system, like eat right, get some exercise, get out in the sunshine. Vitamin D seems to be a big part of it. Uh, Being overweight seems to be a real problem. So, you know, as Americans, we have a problem with weight. I'm no exception. We should be doing our best to get healthy. Boost your immune system. You'll probably be okay. But if our faith is in an eternal God who is real, who is there, who loves us and has promised us that when we leave this place, if we are faithful to proclaim him, to live for him, and to be kingdom-minded people, that we have an eternal home waiting for us. Then what are we worried about? And so, that being my reality, my worldview, When I see all of the things happening in the physical world, when I see these mandates and I I see these, uh, I hear the propaganda and I feel the coercion. I feel the coercion. Don't you? Do you feel manipulated yet? Because I think you should, because we've all been manipulated for two years. When you begin to sense it and feel it and experience it, then what are we called to do? Well, here in Ephesians 6, what does Paul say? He says, having done all, we're to stand. We're to resist. We're to push back. Look, Jesus, if you read the Gospels, Jesus was no lightweight. Jesus was not, you know, meek and mild. He was not a a fluffy pillow of a human. Jesus had some harsh words to say. Jesus was a tough, tough person. And he endured incredible suffering and then gave his life on the cross. It was payment for our sins. It was not cheap. The sacrifice of Christ was not cheap. And then on the third day, he rose from the dead. And he's alive and well today. And I believe that all of these things that we see as we are experiencing this moment, that what we need to be seeing is how things are coming together to usher in the next age, to usher in, I believe, the return of Christ, the tribulation, and the millennium. I believe it's right around the corner. Jesus says, 
You can look at the sky in the morning and know that it's going to rain. You can feel the wind blow from the south and know that it's going to be hot and dry. But you can't discern the signs of the times. Even when it's right in front of you. I believe it's right in front of us. And so, I believe that God gave me two songs. When I wake up out of a dead sleep with a song in my head, that is a gift from the Spirit. That is not my creative process. That is something else. And so the two songs I'm going to share with you, I believe, were gifts from God that just happened as I was reaching consciousness over the last couple of weeks while I was enduring incredible pain, sleeplessness, and distress, both physically and emotionally. Because I don't know about you, but I'm not happy with the way things are going in the world. I would much rather things be smooth and easy, but they're not. And so, I encourage you today, if this makes any sense to you, or even if it doesn't, to think about it, open your eyes, to look around and ask the next question, the deeper question, is what's going on? Is this just normal? Or is there something else happening? Is there something deeper going on? Is there something I need to grab hold of so that I don't miss it and get run over by it? What am I supposed to be standing against right now? And if we'll stand and resist together, then, well, we'll endure together. Because ultimately, that's what we're called to do. To endure till the end. And then the reward. Hey, I haven't had any sleep for days. And I've been in really, really severe pain. So, if this is crazy, well, you know why. Enjoy the songs anyway. They're kind of tongue-in-cheek. And uh, I actually like them a lot. So... Until we meet again, travel well. Don't stop traveling. We're on a journey together here, my friends. Let's move forward. Let's move forward in faith with our eyes open. There are storm clouds on the horizon. The the hooves of the horses are coming in our direction. But today, today, we can love one another. We can share our lives together. We can enjoy a meal, a movie, Christmas as we celebrate the Nativity of Christ and just life itself, which is a great gift. Don't forget, we are blessed just to be here. So, until we meet again, enjoy the songs. Let me know what you think. Oh, and, and just a word. I am working on a Christmas special or a, uh, an audio and visual experience for you. So uh, that is in the process. I should have it out 
in the next few days, hopefully. Hopefully by the end of the weekend. Anyway, until we meet again, God bless you. Know you're loved. And we'll see you soon. Sugar on their tongues and the poison in their eyes. I finally know the truth about the devil and his lies. I have been set free. Well, I'm not a politician, just an ordinary man. I labor as I must and get my pleasure when I can. And now my eyes are open, it's time to make a stand. Oh, I have been set free. They say it doesn't matter if you win or if you lose You live and die and then rot in the ground So you had better get in line, you better keep the rules Just you bend your neck, keep on looking down I've been so often disappointed that I just don't give a damn if the low-life lying bastards want a sacrificial lamb, they'll find out soon enough. I am not their man, no I have been set free. You can say I'm crazy, you can say I've lost my mind 
there's really no need to resist. Well, pardon me for thinking you're pathetic, weak, and blind. You're standing with your hands out, mine is in a fist. So you can get behind me, Satan. I have no more time for you. Well, your mask has slipped, I've seen the script. No matter what you do, I've seen behind the curtain. Now I know what is true, and I have been set free. Yes, I have seen behind the curtain. Now I know what is true, and I have been set free. So I really, really do appreciate you listening to the podcast. And I appreciate you sharing it on social media or just by word of mouth. Appreciate you following it, liking it, rating it if possible on whatever outlet that you're enjoying it on. And appreciate all the encouragement that I've gotten along the way. The nine of you still inspire me. And I really, really thank you all from the very bottom of my heart. So again, till we meet again, God bless. Thanks.